You might think that these things are random, that they are not related, but trust me, they are related. The reason you one day wake up with some decision and energy to do something is because yesterday you did something else that gave you that energy. Hello, friend. I'm your host, Olena Mitrak, and this is the Spark Your Life podcast, a place where we go personal and way beneath the surface to learn how to be happy and successful both at the same time. No more need to compromise or choose one over the other. You can have it all. See this as your perfect coffee break podcast that will inspire you to go ahead and take that first step towards a truly exceptional and extraordinary life. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my favorite life designers. As you remember, last week we covered three out of six foundational principles of life design that every life designer needs to know and master. And today we're going to cover three remaining ones. Are you ready? Let's do it. The fourth principle is called principle of pan scale. This principle says that the key to taking action is to keep more weight on the right than on the left. Let me explain. Let's imagine that we have this balance scale with two pans, two balls, and the one on the left has things that are holding you back, things that are preventing you from taking some action, taking the next step, doing something that you've been meaning to do for a long time. It can be fear, fear of failure, fear of missing out. It can be self-doubt. It can be fear of judgment. It can be lack of knowledge or lack of confidence. It can be fear of some consequences. If I do this, something bad will happen. It can be some external circumstances, honestly, or some physical constraints, like somebody physically holding you and not letting you do it. This is also a good example. Not very common one, hopefully, but it, it can happen. On the other hand, the right pen, we have things that are helping you, things that are pushing you forward, things that are giving you that energy to take that step, take that action. These can be your personal values, your desires, your dreams and aspirations, anticipation of some positive experiences you want. You know that this is going to be fun, so you want to do this. Or it can potentially be wanting to avoid something negative. Sometimes we do things to avoid something negative, right? Sometimes we don't do things to avoid it. Sometimes we do it. It can be some external pressure. Somebody's literally telling you to do it. Your boss called you and told you, you got to do it, otherwise you'll be fired. Or maybe they didn't tell you that you'll be fired, but you assumed, so you are doing this. It can be some added extra accountability coming from your friends or your online accountability group. This is where New Year's resolutions come in also, because you see all over the internet that everybody is starting to set them. So you think to yourself, okay, everybody's doing this. I got to do this as well. This is also type of force plus accountability in a way. So we have these two balls, right? We have these two pans. One is holding you back. One is pushing you forward. The secret to taking any action or making any decision is to make sure that the pan on the right is heavier than the pan on the left. Whatever is pushing you forward is heavier than whatever is holding you back. And if you think about it, it can play out in various ways, and usually it is a combination of both. If you want to change that balance, you can either try to remove some weight from the left, you can maybe work with your fear or increase your confidence in something, or you can add some more weight to the right. You can make it more meaningful, you can make it more enjoyable, you can find that extra accountability that you are missing if that's the last missing piece. 
again, the key here is to change the balance. There are endless ways to do it, but this is key. And this is actually where procrastination comes in. Procrastination is when the pen on the left is heavier than pen on the right. That's all it is. Things that are holding you back are heavier than things are helping you. This is why you're procrastinating. When you realize that you are procrastinating, you need to ask yourself, what is really going on there? What do I have in these two pens, in these two bowls? From there, you will know how to address this problem. You will know how to stop procrastinating. Or you might even realize that this thing that you are trying to work on, but you are not doing it, it's not even the right thing to work on to begin with. You might realize that the reason you are procrastinating is because you are driven by the wrong motivation. Maybe because it's not related to your values. It's not connected to your values. That's why you don't really want it. But you are being pushed by somebody. So whatever that is, seeing it in this way is a very powerful way for you to dive deep into what really drives you towards that thing and understanding why you haven't taken that first step. Once you dive deep, once you really understand what's sitting on those pans, then you know what to do with it. Again, so here we covered strengths of your motivation, right? So we want to make sure that your motivation to do something is strong enough to do it. This is what that weight is all about. Your motivation to do something is stronger than your motivation not to do it. But the tricky thing here is that the strongest motivation is not necessarily the best motivation. And this is where the next principle comes in, which I call principle of good quarter. It says that if you're struggling with consistency, see if you got a good quarter. Let me explain. Picture a quadrant. I call it the motivation quadrant with two axes. The horizontal axis, the X1, would be for whether you are working on this goal, whether your motivation is for the process or for the outcome. On the left, you would have the goals where your focus is on the outcome. And on the right, there would be goals that you work on because you enjoy the process. The vertical axis, the Y1, would stand for whether your motivation is external or internal, meaning whether it's something that is an external force. Somebody is telling you to do something. This would be on the bottom part. Then internal motivation is you believing internally inside yourself that working on this goal is going to help your life get better. It's going to help your well-being. This is the top part. So there are four equal parts in this quadrant, right? The idea is that some goals are good goals. The goals that fall into some of these quarters are good and some goals are not that good. To begin with, we will just remove from the picture the quarter that says that you are working on this goal because somebody is forcing you, but you are enjoying the process. It's kind of weird, isn't it? We will leave aside possible reasons why you would want to do these type of goals. But for now, We'll just assume that this is the quarter that we are not even touching. Then, if we look at the bottom left quarter, these are the goals that are external driven. It's some external force, some external influence that is making you do it. And you are doing them for the outcome, not for the process. So the examples of these could be everybody is doing this. So this must be the right way to do it. Or... I have to do it because I need to be accepted in some sort of club. Or I have to do it because if I don't do it, something bad will happen. I will be fired or my husband will divorce me or whatever else there might be. Or 
I have to do it because this is what's expected from me. This is what's considered normal. So people will be surprised if I don't do this. If you think about this, it's amazing, unfortunately, how many of our goals fall into this category. It can start from, I need to lose weight because somebody told me I'm overweight, even though I love my body. But you don't have that strength inside you to really tell yourself, screw them. I love my body. I'm not going to do anything. Or one of my friends recently told me she's looking for a job right now. And she said that whenever she sees some job posting, the first thought that she has in her mind is whether her ex-colleagues will accept this job, whether they will think it's a good job for her. Really? Is that really how you are making your decisions? That should not be what is driving your decisions. Be very careful with these types of goals. Then as we are moving towards the left top quarter, these are the goals where you are still working for the outcome. You are not really loving the process, but you value the outcome. Internally, deep inside yourself, you know that this outcome is what you need to make your life better. These can be things when you think to yourself, oh, I know it's 100% worth it. I'm doing this. Maybe I'm not loving it, but it's definitely worth it. I know that I'm creating some meaningful impact, so I am committed to making it work no matter what. Or I know why I'm doing this, and although I might not be enjoying the process, it makes me feel good just knowing that I'm doing this. So the difference here is that these are the goals that are very much connected with your core beliefs, core values, and they really help make your life more meaningful. So these are the good goals. These are the goals you want to have more in your life, for sure. As we move to the last quarter, these are actually the best goals to have. This is where you really value the outcome. You know why you are doing this, but you also enjoy the process. You are really doing these goals not for the outcome, but for the process. The process itself makes your life much more fun, much more enjoyable. It can be something like, oh, I'm in the flow. You might be thinking to yourself, I just love doing this so much. Even if it wasn't for the money, I would still be doing it. I cannot wait to be doing this again. Or I'm gaining such a valuable experience out of this. It's priceless. I, I am loving it. See what, what's happening here. You are really enjoying and valuing not just the end destination, end result of something, but what you are gaining right now. These are the best goals to have. You should try and strive to have as many of your goals be in this good quarter as possible. You will probably not have all of them be in this quarter, but you should try to move all of your goals there. For example, if you have the goals where you value the outcome, but you're really not loving the process, you can try to fall in love with the process. When I started running, I didn't really enjoy running. I was doing it for the outcome, for my health, right? I wanted to be fit. I wanted to be stronger. I wanted to lose some fat. So I started running. But as I was running, I fell in love with running. Now I'm going for my runs, not because I want to lose weight necessarily, but because running itself for me is the goal. I love process of running so much, I would do it no matter what. I'm actually going to probably go for a run this afternoon after I'm done recording this podcast episode, now that I'm thinking about this. You can always try to find some ways how to really fall in love with the process. The goals where you are doing this because of the external force and you don't value the process and you only do it for the outcome, 
you can try to find some connection to your core values. If, if there is no way for you to avoid working on this goal and you are still struggling to keep it consistent for obvious reasons, then you might try to just find some connection. Make it mean something to you. Make it more meaningful for you. This is going to help move that goal from the bottom left quarter to the top left quarter, which is going to make it better. Then maybe, who knows, eventually it will even move to the top right quarter. So this is the principle number five. Now we are moving to the sixth and last principle, where actually everything is going to come together and it will hopefully finally all make sense and you will understand why all the other principles are important and how they actually can help you elevate your whole life. I like to say 10x your life because it's not really about making a slight improvement somewhere. It's about taking your life, your whole life to a completely next level. It's about really achieving 10 times more results in both your personal life and professional without having to do 10 times more things. Isn't that what we all want? This is what I want. And this is why I created the system. This is where it gets really fascinating. And I'm very excited to tell you about this last principle. This is a principle of ripple effect. What it says is you start the ripple and you watch it elevate your whole life. Here's what I mean by that. You have all of your different areas of your life. You have your family, you have your business, your work, you have your personal time, you have your hobbies, you have your friends. These are all different parts of your life. These are all different life domains, how I call them. Usually what we try to do, have goals in each one of them, right? We want to build a better career or we want to take our business to the next profit level. We want to make our first million or our 10th million or whatever that might be. We want to be in a healthy relationship. We want to be better mothers for our children. We want to be fit and healthy. So we have all these types of goals. And what we usually do is we try to work on all of them at once. What happens then is, because remember, our capacity is limited from our previous podcast episode, the balloon, remember, our capacity is not unlimited. So by trying to work on 10 things at once, we are giving each one of them 10% of our energy at best. We are constantly shifting focus. So we are really producing very average results at best everywhere, we're not really moving the needle. It frustrates us and we give up. Or even worse, when we look at all these different goals that we want to accomplish in our life, we think to ourselves, how in the world am I ever going to be able to do it all? And we just freeze and we don't do anything. Those goals just sit there and we keep thinking about it, but we never really get to taking action. What if instead you focused on one goal at a time? one area of your life at a time. You pick one that you are going to focus on, let's say, this month. It can be motherhood. You can decide. So this month, I'm going to do intentionally, I'm going to take intentional steps to spend more time with my kids, to create deeper connection with them. This is your focus. You put aside everything else. Of course, you have your daily routines. It's not going to go anywhere, but you're not really trying to take all of your areas of your life to the next level. You're only focusing on one. This is what happened. At the end of the month, because you focused all of your energy on this one specific goal, this one specific area, you have likely produced much better results. Remember, we have much higher chance of producing great results when you focus on one task at a time. So you focus on one goal at a time and you produce 10 times better results than if you had focused on 10 things. 
pretty obvious. It's simple math. But this is where it gets really interesting. By achieving these results in just one area of your life, you are automatically elevating others too. Because while working on this one goal, you gained some energy, you gained some experience, you gained confidence, you gained new skills, you, you learned something, you got something new that you didn't have a month ago that now you can apply to all other areas of your life. So you're not starting from point A with others. You are actually starting from where you are right now. Then you can take another goal in another area of your life and focus on this one for another month. You do it one goal at a time for some amount of time. And instead of stretching yourself thin, instead of trying to do 10 things at once, seeing no results anywhere and giving up, you focus on one thing at a time. You spend the same amount of energy but you see actual results, 10 times better results, it gives you confidence, it makes you excited, it creates momentum, it gives you energy to build up on that. And you continue from, from there. It's amazing how great results you can accomplish if you follow this principle. I'm sure you have seen it work in your life already. I'm sure you have been in situations when, let's say, you just did a very good, successful presentation at work and you come back home, you feel so energized and you finally decide to sign up for the gym membership. Or you have been working out finally for a month consistently and you are seeing some improvements and you decide suddenly out of nowhere, looks like, to go ahead and sign up for the dating app because you are ready to find your life partner. You might think that these things are random, that they are not related, but trust me, they are related. The reason you one day wake up with some decision and energy to do something is because yesterday you did something else that gave you that energy. The only way to gain that energy is to stay focused on one thing at a time. Again, it can play out on very little levels. I'm sure you as women will completely understand this example. I have personally struggled with UTIs my whole life. It has been my problem, and the best thing doctors have always told me was, eh, it is what it is, there is nothing we can do about it. I would just call urgent care or telehealth doctors every few months because at some point I would need antibiotics. And I, they would give them to me, I would take them, and then three months from there, I would have to call doctors again. It was such an annoyance, but I wasn't really doing anything about it for years. And then about a year ago, I went and got a facial, completely unrelated to UTIs, right? I had such a great time and I was walking home, I remember, and I felt so good about myself. I felt so, so nice and my skin felt so clean. And suddenly, out of nowhere, the thought crossed my mind. Oh, I finally need to call the doctor, find the urologist, go to the doctor and to get this thing fixed with my UTIs because I'm sick of them. This is the same ripple effect in action. Something happened to me. I created some momentum, some positive energy with taking care of myself in a way that I went and got a facial. I gave myself some self-care. I put myself as a priority and it made me feel good to the extent that now I'm ready to take that other step in a different area. It works miracles. But usually we just don't re recognize that. Usually we don't see this effect. We just think that this is something random, something that just happened by accident. We don't use it. We don't maximize on it. 
But once you actually know how it works, once you know why these things happen, once you know why today you woke up with this thought in mind and it actually came not out of nowhere, but it came to you because yesterday you did something that helped it come to you, then you are able to do such things that you would never think you're capable of doing. You become unstoppable. Then nothing can literally stop you from achieving the biggest possible goals and dreams that you can have. And this is the beauty. This is the miracle. This is the power of life design. It allows you to design your life in a way that you will achieve 10x more results everywhere in all areas of your life without having to compromise on anything, without having to do more, with potentially having to do less and enjoying it much more and loving who you are, becoming in the process and loving what you're doing. It is possible. I am living this reality right now and I'm telling you that this is possible. The members of my membership program are living this reality as well. So it is working. All you need to do is follow all these six principles, apply them in your life and make sure that when something is not working, you analyze what happened there and fix it and adjust. This is all I wanted to cover today. I hope that I got you at least a little bit excited because I am very excited to be even talking about this, honestly. Even talking about this whole concept gives me so much energy that I could go climb a mountain right now if there were mountains here in Houston. But I will definitely go for a jog. I promise myself that. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you are now ready to start applying these principles in your own life. And if you have any questions on how to do it, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. My DMs are always open and I'm always there to support you on your journey. Okay? Thank you so much for listening and I will see you next week. Bye-bye until then.